Fuck. Fuck. Coming to you live from uh, my mama's closet. Check. One, two. Mom's closet. Alright, uh, uh, welcome to a, a special episode of Hoopstradamus. Um, special cause, uh, we got a special guest. Uh, well, I'm Stefano, and, uh, uh, I don't have Adam or Hammy, but there's Stefano here, and I'm with, uh, Jonathan Yedo. Um, uh, he's, a he's my brother-in-law. He's married to my sister, and... That's what that is. And so we're going to talk about uh, the NBA. Well, okay, this is special. It's not just special because I have him, but also because um, uh, this is an episode where we're going to talk about what makes the NBA so great. If we could just rewind real quick and sure. like, sort of explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, another reason why this is special is mm-hmm. we're recording this from inside your mother's closet. Right, right. Uh, right. So at the moment, we're surrounded by dresses, blouses, Heels. heels, lots of heels, um, um, very tight quarters. Yep, it's gonna get hot. Yeah, it's already kind of hot. Uh, it's it's definitely already kind of warm. Uh, that's actually the real reason it's special. Uh, thanks for our relationships have never been tighter. Yeah, this is definitely the closest we've ever been together alone in a room. So I guess it's really special. Okay, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so uh, basketball, basketball. Um. All right. Uh, okay. So, basketball, Jay. I'm gonna make this about you because I feel like this might be the only time you might be Hoopstradamus. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and just because this is about the motto of this podcast is for the love of the game. So, Jay, tell me, what does basketball mean to you? What's it done for you? And why do you love the league, specifically the NBA? Shit. What does basketball mean to me? Basketball, I would say, is my number one um, release in, in a sense of of the stresses that life brings. It's my joy. It's something I've, that's been a part of my life since I was a kid. In the late '80s, early '90s, I was a, I became a fan when the Heat during the Heat's inaugural season in 1988, mm-hmm. um, where I would always think that somehow they'd beat you know the early '90s Bulls. Um, I really thought we were going to beat them, uh, was it in 92? We ended up getting uh, swept in rather easy f- uh, f- uh, fashion. But, um, by the Bulls? By the Bulls. Right. They were good. Um, at, yeah. They were good for a decade. Man. Yeah, I heard they were um, pretty good in the 90s. But, you know, um, that carried over and Pat Riley came and we became relevant. And um, as the more we became relevant, uh, my love for not only the Heat, but the NBA grew. Um, and, uh, you know, beyond the Jordan years, you know, the did Iverson you, years. and Did you ever have, like, a secondary team, like, where you were just, like, hardcore um, Heat? And... In the early 90s when the Heat wouldn't make the playoffs, I was never a, a Jordan fan. I, uh, he had this sort of, I mean, I was, like, 10 then, and he had this, you know, reputation of being a ball hog, and I, and I, and I liked the uh, people who sh- distributed the ball more. So I was always a, originally more of a Magic Johnson fan, um, Clyde Drexler, even though he wasn't more of a of a passer, he was also a scorer. I feel like those early Portland teams uh, were a bit more well balanced than the Bulls te- Bulls teams, and in the not in in the sense of like 
you know, the Bulls team were they were a complete team, but there were more scores, more options on right. the Blazers teams. I also loved Gary Payton then. Um, the glove with those Sonics teams were incredible, and um, if if you were able to ever catch um, Sonics games on TV, you could just feel the energy. Even <laughs> you know through shitty early '90s TV <laughs> yeah. on on NBC, you could feel that you know Sean Kemp, Gary Payton was like a show to watch. And then after that uh, was those those Phoenix Suns teams that that uh, Charles Barkley was a part of. Rest in peace, Paul Westfall just passed away. All right. Um, did he die today? Yesterday. Yesterday. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, you know, Jordan went away, and I and I realized it's kind of like a love. Like, the girl right. who, like, left, and you're like, fuck, I kind of love her. <laughs> so when he came back. I don't know what you've done um, it's gone. It's true. Yeah. Um, you know, the that moment when Pippen pointed at the at the bottom of his shoe and, you know, kind of called for him to come, came, come back. I mean, how could you not root for him then? Um so it's kind of weird because the the heat got kind of good then. That's when Zoe was there. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a storybook at the at that time, you know. All right. So as you can see, I think you if you were listening, you can obviously tell Jay's Jay's a real real NBA fan. Okay. Like, dude. I mean, yeah. That's uh, that was kind of beautiful. Oh, thanks. You man. know, like you 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 have appreciation for those like. I mean, it was, yeah, I guess I don't know if it'd be fair to say the golden years. Well, I mean, what are the golden years in NBA? Like, it, it, is there a concern? Like, I feel in hip-hop, I mean, they call the golden years, like, the 90s. Yeah. Does I, NBA have a golden years? I would say, like, my my era, my age group would say that was the golden age. But to be honest, like, the game right now, I think, is the golden age. Right. I think there's just so much talent across the, the league right now. Young guys are coming in with a skill set that um, yeah. you just don't really see, like, Back then, it would take guys years to develop, yeah. you know, ride ride the pine for a while. But now, you know, you got 19, 20-year-old kids that are just ready to come in. Luka Doncic's of the world. Uh, it's crazy. Um, Zion Williamson, these guys are, are men already. You know? Yeah, right, right. It's kind of how I feel the same like the NFL. Like, quarterbacks are coming in younger and ready. Like, before, it'd be like, just wouldn't have quarterbacks ready to, like, ball that early. And, like, having guys just... It's talent, man. The talent level is amazing. Um, well, I, I would also say to your point about the NFL is that they, uh, the patience is, uh, is yeah, it's that's not true. there. Like, uh, was it Dwayne Haskins that got cut that a runs... year after being a draft in the first round by the Redskins? And right. We're in the in the era of uh, immediate gratification. No, that that definitely runs congruent. Like everything's faster now. Like mm-hmm. we don't have patience for like everything's faster. So it kind of makes sense that like. Not only, yeah, it runs congruent to the fact that we're less patient and, you know, kids are just ready faster. Everything's happening faster. We want the quarterbacks to be ready. You're, oh, you're not good. Cut them. Yeah, that is true. That's kind of why I like Popovich. I feel, or at least I like Popovich's story because, I don't know, I learned this kind of recently. Like, Greg Popovich was, like, had a bunch of losing seasons. I might be wrong on this. I need to look it up. But, like, he wasn't, like, in his first two or three seasons necessarily, like, you know, wow, this is. It took him a while, and then he became one of the greatest coaches. Yeah, of all time. I mean, it's kind of like uh, I remember Bill Belichick was the coach of the Browns, and he sucked. <laughs> and now people look at him like the great Pete Carroll. I remember when the Dolphins used to play the Jets or the Patriots. That dude sucked, man. Yeah. Um, and now you know he's considered one of the better coaches in the league, players coach. Right. Um, Got his players doing yoga. Yeah. You know, West Coast man. Yeah, man. West Coast mentality. Okay. Um. 
Well, damn, you touched on something I wanted to jump in, but I was like, should I just, oh, it's a podcast. I guess just, okay, when you're talking about um, Jordan kind of being a ball hog and that's why you didn't really like him, it, it makes me think about the Harden situation. And James Harden is a very relevant thing because it's kind of one of the big dramas happening in the NBA, right? And uh, so you have James Harden that a lot of people say he's kind of like, because that is how the Rockets play. He is the center of the offense. He is basically kind of the, the offense. He is the playmaker. And so it kind of seems like it's the Harden show, right? A lot of one-on-one basketball. And there's a lot of people that don't like him for that reason. Other people don't like him because they call him, as Hammy calls him, the master baiter. Right, he's always just looking, try to get the foul. <laughs> it's like this clever little thing, um, uh, and I know that's kind of annoying, but he is like you know one-on-one master of the league. Now the Heat, kind of one of those teams that have the opportunity to maybe make a trade from. Right, Harden's trying to get the hell out of there. It's they've already been kind of debated. Us as Heat fans, I guess we can focus on it a little bit because uh, it is relevant, and we are like you know we do follow the Heat closely. Um, Ken Harden, you know, I, basically I know that you, I, I guess I'll let you speak for it, but I know that you kind of believe that Harden could work, you know, whereas a lot of Heat fans are like, bro, don't blow up the team, this is, we got something special, and that's a fair argument, you know, it's got something special, like it's kind of organic, or this and that, we're deep, or we're going to give up all our depth for Harden, but you think Harden might not necessarily be given a fair shake on how he's viewed. I think in this league, historically, the talent always wins out. And the team with the most superstars usually wins out. Mm-hmm. And while the Heat competed at an incredible level last year, there was a glaring need for a guy that just got to go out there and get you buckets. And, you know, obviously Jimmy did a lot of that. Um, and he was playing out of his mind during the finals. But if you have the opportunity to get a guy like Harden without trading your top two players, in my opinion, you have to do that. Um, we, we've sort of, as a, as a heat fan base, we felt this way in 2004 when we, we broke up a team that was probably the most loved heat team before the LeBron years, mm-hmm. uh, which was Wade's rookie year when we had Lamar Odom, Karan Butler, Brian Grant, Eddie Jones, right. that team, um, you know, they started horribly and stumbled their way into the playoffs and made a little bit of noise in the playoffs and, and what D Wade became right. superstar that we know today and uh, won him a series against the Hornets and competed against uh, was it the uh, the Pacers the right. Robert Test Pacers that year right 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 um, good squad and then we traded away all those guys minus D Wade to get Shaq and that <laughs> at first you know kind of stung a little bit but then you look back and say well we got you know most dominant player in right. the league and those two years he he finished runner up for the MVP race so. When you have chip. a chance to get a, a generational player like that, who, in my opinion, I think uh, his reputation is uh, he's a little bit um, misunderstood in a way because so the fact cool. that he likes going to strip clubs and shit, right. to me, shouldn't, doesn't mean he doesn't work hard. Doesn't mean he, the guy plays almost every game. He plays right. he's hard durable. out every night, and he's averaging almost 40 a game. Right. You can't be a slob and uh, be this consistently. You good. know, dishing out almost ten dimes a game, and right. uh, and I think his defense has gotten considerably better. Um, so yeah, I mean, shit, I would, I would. Really. And you think he would like, you know, submit healthily in a sense, right, to the, like the, the culture, culture and and heat and Pat Riley? 
Yeah, I mean, I think he was running a system of D'Antoni that D'Antoni wanted because that was, you know, given the personnel was going to help them score points. Right. And, you know, it's kind of unwatchable basketball. I get it. Um, but getting to the free throw line gives you an advantage, and he's they're in the business of winning games. Right. right. And, um, you know, they have, an, they have an unorthodox team. I mean, they had, what, five guys on the floor starting who were under 6'7". Right, um, right. So and he's never. They had to play a different style of basketball. I, I don't believe that he's not capable of playing within. I want to say a system because you don't want that guy to play in a system per se. But he can play in a way that he gets other guys involved, and it's right. not you know, dribble fifteen right. times and pull up thirty five feet behind the arc. I mean, do you think? Let me put it. Let me ask you this, right? Like I'm just out of this right now. Like, do you think that him on the Warriors team? Let's say instead of Kevin Durant. James Harden on those Warriors teams, do you think that could have worked? And, like, you know, having Kevin Durant kind of made it work, right? And they won some chips. Do you think Harden could also do that? Like, on those teams? On the, the yeah. Which I want to say is kind of similar to what the Heat tried to do. A lot of firepower. I don't know, right. man. I think it would work. You think it would? Yeah. Yeah. How do you defend? No, absolutely. Uh, Clay, right. Harden, and Steph is that's. Right, you know, and then you got those are three guys that yeah, they're historically great shooters, but they could beat you off the bounce too. Right, defensively they probably struggle a little bit. Um, and you know Durant, I, w- I would take Durant over Harden any day of the week, and plus he gives you size. But um, and you know matching up against LeBron, I, that would have been a bit of a problem. But right, so then I think he could fit on the Heat, and I just say that not because I think like this Heat team is as good as that Warriors team, but because the Heat try to play that same like cut and move like the, the scoring gets spread out you don't know necessarily who to plug and like what people are, you know heat fans i guess are afraid like oh it's just going to become the hardest show but i think he could come down the court pass the ball you know move around i think he could do it too i i, I think it all depends on like what exactly you're giving up they're they're obviously not going to give up bam or jimmy right um ideally you keep one of tyler hero or duncan robinson yeah you want to shoot um, around but if if it if it means you got to gut your entire roster and all your assets moving forward to have a top heavy roster of Jimmy, Bam, and Harden, and you're stuck with you know a bunch of one year contracts like Avery Bradley and right. um, you know Mo Harkless and shit like that, I mean they'll they'll win you games, but I don't think that's that's right. the smartest thing for a franchise to do long term. Um, right. They got to be able to keep some assets. I don't know that I completely gut the team for them. So you wouldn't. So if they wanted Hero Robinson, I, you know, every, I give them every everything. But I'd have to keep one of Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson. And if they're not willing to do it, you wouldn't do it. I don't think I'd do it. Damn. Hmm. What about? <laughs> and this is something like I don't think anyone even considered as like you know, an option, but Jay brought it up and I feel like Jay hasn't you brought it up. And I feel like this is kind of not crazy to think about Harden for Butler. It, it would never happen. <laughs> um, it, Jimmy Butler is like, if there was a, a uh, an image if, of heat culture, <laughs> right, right. it would be Alonzo morning and Jimmy Butler. Right. Um, but if you're telling me who, uh, who would you rather have on your team, Jimmy Butler, James Harden? 
shit, I'm taking James Harden. Right. Right now, right. I'm taking James Harden. If I mean, who me, would say that, that Butler's you, better player than Harden? You know what I mean? It's crazy talk. They they can't do it. The optics would be horrible. Right. But um, if you had James Harden with Bam, with Bam Tyler Hero, Duncan, like you just, the roster remains the <laughs> same. Good team. But you just swap out Jimmy for James Harden? Shit. I, <laughs> I mean, I... I I would definitely give that some thought. I right. have no idea if that's something Houston would even consider. Right. But um, Jimmy's from Houston. Man, just th- that that would be a very tough team to defend. Harden would love South Beach. Yeah, he definitely maybe a little He's a too coast much. guy. You know, <laughs> he's at BTS every night. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, right, going back to the NBA. Uh, in general. Um. What do you think about fans are more fans of our fans of nowadays and maybe even back then? Let's say back in like the 90s and then fans of today and the younger generation. Do you think fans are more fans of individuals or of teams? Now? Like younger kids? Yeah. And then. Uh, yeah, I think younger kids are are fans of, of players now. Right. Um, like they'll follow LeBron wherever LeBron goes. It's not right. going to be. There's fans of LeBron of the Lakers now that were fans of Cleveland two years ago. Right, right. And there were Heat fans, you know, six years ago, however long ago right. that was. Um, it's just a different era. Each individual player is a brand in themselves. And right. um, it's, it's interesting because it's almost like there are multiple brands within the brand that is each team, which is part of a larger brand, which is the NBA. Right, um, <laughs> right. Um, brand chain. Yeah. Um, so you know they all got shoe deals. They all they're all trying to sell some shit beyond, you know, their NBA salary and right. and was an entrepreneur, right? right? So yeah, I think I think uh, especially younger kids they'll follow. Like I'm gonna be a Heat fan regardless if we have fucking Wang Zizi or fucking Wang Zizi. Uh, Only a true Heat fan <laughs> would have any idea who the fuck Wang Zizi is or a Chinese person that loves basketball. You know. Um, he can shoot the three. That guy was beyond, <laughs> way beyond his other guy. That guy in was ahead NBA, of his time. That guy in two thousand like <laughs> five was hitting threes, seven footer hitting threes. I mean, come on. Oh man, was he like seven foot or something? Was he kind of yeah, like big real, man, dude? Was he like real tall? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wang's easy, bro. Wang, wherever you're at, if you're listening, shout out. I once saw Wang. Uh, he was working at a trade show in Vegas, selling some shit. I don't what? like. Uh, yeah, some tech trade show. What? And you recognize them? I mean, he's a well, seven footer walking around a fucking convention center. Right, but I like... know Wayne Gigi when I fucking see him, dude. <laughs> that was him. And he was on his lunch break eating a sandwich in the corner by himself. Oh man! And he just had like a regular job, dude. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, he came, he saw, he conquered, right. and, he, and he bounced. He bounced. He kept it moving. Wow! And you say hello to him? Nah, nah. He's uh, making a sandwich. I'm not gonna fuck. Dude, him. come on. Just be like, I mean. Come on, that guy would probably appreciate it. Like, Wang, I know who you are. He, go or he. he might be like, shit, man. They see how far, you know. Like, <laughs> no. I don't know, man. I, I, it was tough I to brought shame that. to him. Like, I'm sorry that you're, you got a job, like a regular job now at a trade show. You fucking kidding me, dude? I mean, dude, like, you know, guy's just, he's working. I mean, yeah. it's not like he's. I also saw Fabio at that trade show. It was, wow. was popping. Oh, where was this trade show? Vegas, you said? Yeah. Fabio. Signing books. 
Fabio signing books? Long line. I wanted to get a book. So I didn't have a book, but he was selling the book. So you could buy oh. the book there and Fabio right. would sign it for you. But wow, Fabio. Line was just hella long. For Fabio? Hell yeah, dude. Big deal, man. What? I mean, it's probably the biggest deal at the trade show. Yeah, so what, what is Fabio famous for again? Like, was it, is he just a model? Did he do acting? Uh, man, to play I want to say teams? he did like, I don't know. Yeah, just, uh, just, just a good just looking long like, haired book covers and right. shit. Yeah, I used to get confused for him a lot. Um, you probably still do. Yeah. You're like, is that Fabio? Yeah, I'm like, like, nah, 20, I get that. 2021 Fabio. Right, right. And I'm like, not Fabio, leave me alone. It's like that or like Antonio Banderas or Brad Pitt. I mean, it happens, bro. I see mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah, it makes sense on the whole. You know, we're just more globalized now, and I feel like it's just kind of like think about it. It just makes sense. Like back in the day, we were more regional, right? People were, you know, we weren't as connected communication wise. So it makes sense that people were more like, "Yo, I, I, you know, my team is you're from Atlanta. Like I'm a Hawks fan forever." And da, da, da. and now that like we're just kind of more globalized, it kind of makes sense. It's like. The well, loyalty especially to your team we, is not as strong. When you're talking about these European players, I was in uh, I was in Slovenia with your sister last year. Oh yeah. And uh, man, ton of Dallas Mavericks fans are just they stay up through the middle of the night watching Luka Doncic play. Right. And they're big Goran Dragic fans. Right. Um, and everywhere you go, they're like they love basketball there because of those right. dudes. Two dudes, really. Yeah. I think yeah. there might be a third Slovenian, but basically those two guys are the ones that put them on the map, and uh, they're both from the. Ljubljana, the the capital, and they fucking just love their hoops there, man. Everywhere I go, it just right. These people just talk about it. Right. I met some random lady at a thrift store over there. Um, middle aged woman, who she tells me she was like, basically like she closes up her shop, like at seven o'clock at night. Damn, that's what's Goes up. home, makes dinner for her kids, and like she'll stay what? up to watch fucking Maverick games. That's what's up, dude. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they, they, the game probably comes on at like two in the morning or something. Yeah, they're right. like in Eastern Europe. Bro, that's that's the type of passion. That's or she'll wake up in early early on watch the game, dude. And that's like not it's not like a t that's her nephew or her. That's just her pride, right? Like this is our one of our peoples. And if Luka Doncic one day, God forbid, ended up on the Knicks, <laughs> she'd become a Knicks fan. Right, right. Please God, do not <laughs> anybody but the fucking Knicks. Yo, the Knicks are good. Okay, perfect. That's a good segue. Uh, opening <laughs> opening week, I guess. We, the NBA season just started. I know this podcast has already had like every episode. You guys have already kind of broken this down, but whatever. We're going to do a little closet special with it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's too early to tell, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I feel like I'm impressed by the magic. The magic whooped the Heat's ass, but that's a very, that's a very the common thing. The magic, the right. Like, that's the, even when we had LeBron, like the magic had our number. It's weird. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I feel like the Magic though look good. The Knicks haven't. Well, the, I think the Knicks are kind of yeah. undefeated. The Cavs have been winning. All these kind of Sexland. Se Sexland. He's he's that's, not disappearing. No, that's two guys. Yeah. Sexton. Oh. Garland. Oh right. right they're right. nicknamed together. Sexland. Sexland. I like that. That's that is marketable right there. So I saw that on the Twitter the other day. Yeah, I thought that was fucking good. They should like Cleveland. They should try to make Cleveland sexier. Sexland. Run with that and start calling Cleveland sexland. I mean, that's the goal, right? That's the goal. You know, I don't know how you know. Um. All right. So to your, to your point about the Knicks. <clears throat> well, I will say this. Um. 
I would say you can see the rust from not having a proper training camp and a preseason throughout the league. Right. And um, it's been a weird start. I guess it's been a weird start. Good teams, you know, are a little inconsistent. Um, You know, Brooklyn comes out guns blazing. They look scary. And then they'll lose a game to like, uh, who was it? They lost to the Wizards. Um, Right. And uh, the Heat will lose to the Magic. And the Lakers will lose to a shitty team. And, you know, it's it's just been a funky time, especially for the teams who went deep in the uh, in the playoffs and in the bubble where they didn't have as much rest. You know, they're 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 starting to get their legs and stuff. And and some of the teams that didn't even go to the bubble, mm-hmm. you know, just look rusted because they haven't right. played since like you know March. Right. Um, that's not to say they're not playing well. Um, the Knicks, you know, they're gonna play hard. They're in their tibs now, so right. that guy's gonna ride them. Right. Hard, so I mean, they're not gonna be the same Knicks, but it is the Knicks. Right. So at some point, you know that shit's just gonna crash. Right. Because right. there's only so much that uh, R.J. Barrett and Austin Rivers and uh, man, I can't believe R.J. Barrett's kind of a. Is it too early to say bust? Uh, he's had some nice games to begin this year. I, I would say if he, if he can't develop a better game a time. three point shot, you know he's. Got some Ben Simmons in him. Yeah. Um, right. Maybe not the playmaker that Ben Simmons is, but, um, you know, he, he's young. Right. He's, uh, what is he, 20? Mm, no. 21? No. He's got to be at least 21. He's uh, he Zion, like, Zion's age. They came out the same year. They came out, the, uh, right, they were both freshmen. Yeah, so they're, right, they're, right. yeah 21, 22. Okay. Um, and I remember some people were saying R.J. Barrett might be the better kind of prospect. Yeah. Than Zion, cause yeah. Zion freak, but like you know, sometimes you wonder how it's gonna translate in the NBA. Well, wasn't uh, didn't RJ Barrett win more accolades in college or player of the year? Was he player of the year? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I think uh, over time, uh, the good teams will prevail. I think the Magic are a decent squad. I think they're an eight, seven or eight seed in the East. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Knicks are a playoff team. Um, and I think some of the teams that start off slower are gonna Cleveland get it together. Think? Cleveland's got a nice little squad. I, Who's I, gonna I, be top eight? Let's see. For sure, I think I got uh, I got Milwaukee winning the regular season as they do. Um, <laughs> regular season Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Brooklyn probably coming in second. I got the Heat third. Philly fourth. Who else in the East? Uh, Celtics. Oh, Toronto. And the Celtics shit. Okay, I forgot about this. <laughs> we might have to re-scramble this. Um, I would say I would lock in Milwaukee as one. Okay. And then two, two through, three, through two through six, it'll be Miami, Toronto, Brooklyn, Boston. And are we missing one there? Miami, Toronto, Brooklyn, Boston. That's four. Let's pull up a. Um, Miami, Toronto, Brooklyn, Boston. That's four right there. And well, Toronto's one and five at uh, at this moment. Yeah, what makes you so hot? I mean, they did have a good season last year, but um, I feel like they're due for like a. Well, look, they lost Ibaka. Right. They lost Gasol. I feel like they got in a little. I'm not a huge uh, Siakam's a nice player. I don't think he's like. 
Yeah, it's kind of. I'd be kind of scared about Toronto. Like, is Siakam gonna be what we kind of wanted him to be? And they paid Van Vliet a lot of money, man. Right. You know, Van Vliet's a he's a great player. Um, but you know, right? Like, is he your kind of basically your backcourt is like what is it six two and under both both uh, guards? Right. Lowry's probably what six two six three. Right. Lowry's on the small small backcourt. Um. So let's assume they make the cut though. That top eight. Yeah. Remember, they're also playing Tampa now. Damn, that's true. Which I mean, I don't know. I might be better because it's exhausting coming out of in and out of Toronto. I feel like that's hard in itself. You been to Tampa? Uh. Well, I guess they're allowed to go out because Florida doesn't give a shit about uh COVID. But right. Um. But Tampa. I mean. I mean, well, whatever, like okay. I, I think they'll figure it out and they'll make the playoffs. Um. So um. Yeah. Still recording? Yeah. Um, okay, so Milwaukee, and then we'll just assume in the mix, Brooklyn, Boston, Miami, Toronto. It's five. Atlanta. We need three more teams. I like Atlanta. They yeah. got some veteran help right. to go along with the, uh, the young pieces. The Rondo with Trey Young, I think, is great for. for oh, Trae. I forgot Rondo was there. Um, okay, let's put them in there. That's six. So and, who's the last two? Who am I missing um, in the East? Who else we got in the East? I'm gonna say Orlando, dude. I like Orlando. I I think Orlando will squeeze in there. I like Orlando. I think uh, them or. Maybe Washington. Yeah. I mean. Beal's good enough to pull it off. I mean, he's in his, to me, prime, right? He's in the prime, prime, prime. Yeah. Right? Um, it's just, you know, Russ, Russ is just interesting to play with. Right. But, yeah, they got they got, they got got talent, man. They got Rui. Right. Yeah, he'll, he'll keep developing. Um, That's true. Yeah, the East is, is, uh, East is pretty strong. Good. Strong. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I was listening to these guys. They were doing their top five. And I was, man, I was kind of blown away that, like, at least two, I think it was, like, Adams and Leo's or maybe, like, you guys had your top four of your five teams NBA, like, your power ranking, I guess, were all East teams. Hmm. They had all East teams. They had Lakers. Lakers was one for everybody. Everybody had Lakers at number one. Um, but they had, like, it was, like, Boston. Brooklyn, Miami was all in there, and look, I get the Brooklyn hype because those two dudes are are a problem and they're deep. But like, yeah, show me something. But and I would say that them losing Dinwiddie is a big deal, because um, you know Kyrie's at some point gonna get injured, um, and so have <laughs> it's just you know it's what happens. <laughs> right, uh, he's gonna miss time. Um, and um, and they're deep. I mean, I get it, but they're they're gonna need another scoring option at some point. Um, so I don't know. I I think they're solid. I I would I would love to see them tested in the playoffs. So see what that what that looks like. Yeah. And and if they can come out of the season, right? That's, that's healthy. Healthy and mentally healthy. Yeah, because because that could become a you know a novella. That could be a, a real interesting implosion. Like, you know, we're dealing with, 
you know, fragile egos. I think it's fair to say. I mean, those guys are. Yeah, I mean, those, those guys can take things the wrong way, and they're not exactly confrontational. They're too passive aggressive leaders. Right, right. Um, which is never a good thing. Right. They, they, there's no alpha, true alpha on that squad who will kind of put people in their place. And right. That's why, like Golden State, when you guys have like Draymond Green, I will just call out anybody. You know, like teams yeah, need that. That's you know? good. Um, Jimmy Butler. That's why you know he's alpha, true right, alpha, true alpha. Right. Would you say LeBron? Would you consider LeBron a true alpha? Because um, we talked about it, we were watching the finals, and we we're like, we we're like, you know, we we're hoping. I don't know when, when, when the Heat stole those games and kind of like showed some fight, and we we're like, you know, it just felt like seeing like LeBron is clearly more dominant as a player than Jimmy Butler, but it was kind of like you just felt like Jimmy Butler is like a real alpha. Right, he's not an actor. I would say the older <laughs> LeBron's gotten, he's gotten better yeah. in that sense. Yeah, I agree. I um, agree. And in a weird way, like, I was thinking about this the other day, like, like LeBron was definitely not the alpha on those Heat teams. They gave him the D reins. D-Wade was the alpha. Yeah. He was just, yeah. Like, UD was the alpha. Right, right. He was definitely the best player. Right. He was, like, top dog, but not alpha in a way. Like, you know, he yeah. Because he's, um, he's got too much diva-esque. Like, you can't be alpha and diva. And, like, look, a lot of divas are, like, the best players on teams. Like, you need the deep Like, in the NFL, how many times do you have those wide receivers that are kind of divas, but they're, like, nasty, you know? But they're divas, and I feel like you can't be kind. You can't have diva-ish-esque in you and be alpha. The alpha is, like, the guy that's just not afraid of what you think of him at all. The guy that's just, like, doesn't worry about his brand, doesn't worry about none of that, is, isn't afraid to, like, put his face in the mud and, like, I don't know, just... I mean, just uh, if you if you look at his career, he never really had teammates before Miami that were. He was always coddled right. back in Cleveland. He was never shown the way of being an alpha right. by another teammate. Right. Was it fucking Mo Williams was gonna show him to do that? Right. And he never had like um, a like. We he's was... always a star as a kid. Right. Since he was fifteen, he was always catered to. Right. And so, uh, when was he gonna develop that? Right, right. As a as a human being, wh at what point was he gonna develop? Like he, he came from a single family household. Right. His mom, you know, worked. Right. You know, his entire youth to get well, him to where he's he had at. like a football coach that I know was like probably a strong, yeah, you know, strong, strong human being. But like, I, I don't know. I could see why he didn't develop the the alpha mentality. Where Jimmy Butler was just like, right. He was a dog that scraped. Right. Yeah. His exactly. way, you know, like, through. High school, right? Junior college, college. Yeah, dude. Th then late, late first round pick. Right. Worked his way through those Bulls teams, which were like hard nosed, yeah, Thibodeau teams, where yeah, D Rose and Noah and that, those guys. That was yep. a, that was a tough bunch. Right. And right. you came up under those dudes. Yep. You kind of understand why Jimmy is the way he is. Mm -hmm. Um. So you know, I I I understand it. Um. But I think now I see LeBron knows mentally that he is miles ahead of even the most talented young guys. Right. And so he, he may not be where he was athletically, but mentally he is so far ahead of these guys yeah. that they have to respect him. Right. It's like the, the OG in the locker room. Right. He's just How do you not respect this guy? To right. them, this guy is you know it was their idol for right right so he knows that now right, the way, right i'm sure they all come up to him and like yo thank you for 
you know, I looked up to you my whole life. Much like the guys in LeBron's era looked up to Kobe. Right. Um, Kobe, I, you know, obviously was different. Right. Uh, but. Dude. And just the fact that, I mean, physically he's declined, but, like, not even that much. Not bro. even like, that much athletically. It's yeah, crazy, guy, bro. It's, it's crazy how, how well he takes care of his body. And, you know, when it's all said and done, I think uh, people are going to admire the longevity, the durability of, of being able to take a pounding. Not only for... People just see, oh, it's 18 seasons. It's 18 seasons and, like, long, long playoff runs, which right. add up to, like... Probably like several more seasons if you just count right. That'd be playoff games for you, right? Like, cause he's playing maybe what um, another 20, 30 games in the playoffs every year. That guy's went to the to the finals. Was it eight yeah. years in a row or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was at least seven. Four with the Heat. Four with the with the right. the Cavs. Was right. Eight. Yeah. Um, and before that, he was going deep into the playoffs. Like, it's amazing. He's never really had a major injury. It is crazy. I mean, like, you know, that's good genetics. So uh, there's like a, you know, I know like Serbian guys are like in Eastern European dudes uh, in Chicago, and they like swear it's HGH. I mean, wouldn't doubt it. I mean, let me ask you this: if if the NBA tested him and found out he was doing HGH, is the NBA gonna suspend <laughs> LeBron James? Oh, they and shoot themselves in the foot? Oh, they have to. If it's public, it's not public. That stuff's not public. Oh, oh like if, oh man, I mean. I, I, they yeah. wouldn't even put themselves in that position. Don't stone test them. Right, right. So you just don't want to like. It's great. It's great for it's great for <laughs> business. That's what I'll say about that. Yeah, I mean that's a whole another like um, wormhole we can get into, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I found it interesting. Like there was never a whole. You know, the MOB had that whole scandal. Like why? Why would there never like? You tell me nobody was doing like taking some shit that was not on the list in the NBA, but like it never. There was never a thing. Like, all right, I mean, it, it was different because you always think of steroids back then as like to bulk up, and right. that wasn't really like an NBA body then. Right, but dude, it's right. Like, if you really but know now, about, right, if it's you a, know about it's it's about helping your body recover faster. That's and dude, I think what sport let do it? Right, what sport needs that more than ever except NFL, like NBA, dude. Like, yeah, and by the way, I'm I was totally for like letting. It, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> last time I really watched baseball, uh, and. You know, with a lot of focus, was when these guys are juiced up and you know, five hundred foot bombs. Like, why you know, not? But you let know them all do it if they if that's right. what they want to do. Go for it. I don't right. fucking care. Right. I mean, seeing Barry Bonds right. light people up for seventy three times a year. Right. It was shit. exciting, dude. That's I mean, in baseball, that's kind of one of the most exciting things. Yeah, man. Seeing the long ball go. Chicks love to dig the long ball. They dig the long ball. You know. Long matters. Okay. All right. Pause. Oh. <laughs> the list. Should I go? No, I'm not gonna go into the list. Okay. Uh. Well. Uh. That's always I um a good place to I guess uh conclude things. You know, right when things get awkward, I like yeah. I like to kind of just. He's touching my thigh now. <laughs> uh. All right. So um. Thanks for the, you know, the 30 people that listen. Uh, Wang ZZ, if you're out there, bro, again, shout out. Call me, know. man. Yeah, Fabio, you too, bro. Like, I hope you still got the long locks. Um, Long-lived NBA, go Heat, and um, a happy new year. Yeah.